Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome to the New Books Network. There are two famous philosophical ideas about death, one from Plato and one from Spinoza. The first is that a philosopher has a vital concern with death and constantly meditates upon it. The second is that the wise person thinks of nothing so little as death. Perhaps the truth is somewhere in the middle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Renee Garfinkel, your host on the New Books Network with the Van Leer Jerusalem series on ideas. We're pleased to have Betty Reutman on the show today to talk about her newly translated book, The Fascination with Death in Contemporary French Thought, A Longing for the Abyss. Betty Reutman, French-born professor emerita at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, taught in the Department of French Studies and the Department of General and Comparative Literature, where she held the Catherine Cornell Chair. Betty Reutman, welcome to the podcast. Good morning. With the exception of hospice workers, pathologists, and perhaps a few other professionals, most people try to avoid the topic of death What attracted you to explore the French philosopher's fascination with the subject? Um, Actually, I was teaching all these um, modern authors in in classes, in MA classes. And um, at the beginning, I I was not attentive to that. But uh, first of all, it was the central theme of uh, of this, uh, all these modern uh, founding texts of the 20th century in, uh, in France. So you, you cannot avoid it. But when we worked uh, like more deeply the text, we, we realized that there were some specific uh, harmonics of, uh, of what was said. It was not only pure existentialism. It was not uh, only uh, noting that uh, life is so hard, especially uh, in the 20th century where, where you had so many wars and tragedies and um, but there was something else behind was what what was uh, said, and that's what we we tried to analyze with the students. Uh, you write that the cultural focus on death and on forsakenness really started in the interwar period. Why do you date it from that time? No, I actually it. It um, mainly began in the like being in the focus of the history of ideas mainly in the nineteenth century, but uh, 
um, in in France, I had to concentrate on a specific period, and um, it um, in in France especially. It all began uh, after the, the um, uh, French-Prussian War in 1870, and uh, it, it's then only that uh, Schopenhauer and all the the, the German philosophy um, entered uh, France, and uh, and was uh, there was a, uh, a reception and, and special ear and the readiness to understand and to read uh, these uh, philosophers, all the, uh, the German symbolism and romanticism. Um, this arrived to France more at the, at the, the end of the uh, 19th century and beginning of the uh, 20th century. But... <coughs> um, the, the period I, I uh, detached or chose especially uh, began between the two uh, the two worlds was because um, actually it's a, a, a special uh, event in the in the history of philosophy that uh, uh, Alexandre Kojev gave a seminar on Hegel. Uh, in the 30s uh, in in Paris and uh, it was like um, uh, a seminal event it was uh, a, a, uh, an inflection uh, point uh, a yes, turning point it, it gave the first push it, something was in the air and and you had also French symbolism, but but the end of the the, the collapse, the general collapse of of all ideas and of ideals and uh, of beliefs uh, of hope began with the first uh, uh, world war uh, in France, and then you have always this delay and. Until it, uh, it it penetrates the the intellectual world, and and Kojev presented uh, his Hegel was uh, nothing really to do with the real one, and a, a different um, aspect of uh, Hegel, which was this this. Um, uh, um, the, the obscure one, the, the nightly one, and um, the negative aspect, negative side of uh, Hegel, and this attracted all the intellectuals of the of the time, much in in all fields, and that's why uh, I uh, I decided just uh, to make it clear it it's uh, it was a turning point in the history of uh, of philosophy in France and uh, and in in the history of uh, of French ideas many people uh, say that the awareness of death makes life more precious 
Uh, you have a lovely sentence in your book that reads, bewitchment of death in the name of a more intense life. Can you tell us about that? Is that uh, something similar to why people uh, do things that are thrilling and dangerous, like extreme sports, or does it mean something else? No, in, in Kozhev's mind, it, it was definitely that. It was transformed afterwards by the generations and intellectual coming afterwards. But for Kozhev, it was a kind of uh, humanist, uh, humanistic claim that uh, man is something else than nature. He's more than, uh, um, than the world around him. So um, he even says uh, that uh, the, the instinct of survival, the desire to, for life, is the desire of the animal. This is an, an animal instinct. And man has to show that he's not part of, of nature. He's not part of uh, what is given in the, in the world. And so the only way for him to, to prove this difference is to, to find something else, something which doesn't belong to the world something which doesn't belong to the natural life. And uh, in, a, in a time uh, when uh, metaphysics do not answer, do not give any answer, and uh, of course religions, theology do not provide any answer. So um, the, the only way out, anywhere out of this world is death, which I understand as a metaphor for escaping, for, um, uh, for affirming the, the, this basic difference, which is uh, actually an idealistic uh, difference. Man is not matter, so man is death. I see. So... Um, you mentioned that for these philosophers, religion and metaphysics provided no path. Uh, would you say that uh, the uh, fascination with death is also the secular search for an absolute in the absence of God? Yes, it's mine. That my main thesis, I, I, I would not like to say that I have a thesis because uh, it's too formal. But uh, while dialoguing with, um, with this text, I heard something which was very lyrical, um, a kind of enthusiasm each time they spoke about death, nothingness, void. Um, everything which uh, sounds or should be dis despairing, and uh, and um, actually, I, I I became convinced that um, that death is the name for a search 
for transcendence, a, a secular transcendence, exactly as you say, um, but but a transcendence which is not the one uh, that our culture, philosophical Western culture, has used us um, to practice, to to read, to know, um, because. Western metaphysics offered only an absolute which was um, completely um, a stiff fixation, a kind of perfection which was spheric, circular, something which close, closes on, uh, upon you and uh, the man, the modern man, the man is a Kojevian man, is one who needs liberty, uh, who, who needs a dynamic movement towards the unknown, um, tr trying always uh, new things and feeling that he's... Uh, um, uh, 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 gliding, uh, um, uh, never, never the same, and determinate, and and that for that you have to run away, not to be caught in the trap of metaphysics, of immobility, uh, of perfection. You need going out, and this exists. Uh, uh, that's. Uh, that's what he was calling, of a he, Kojev, and the followers were calling death, but they did not mean to die. They meant to live uh, in another way, to, to, to uh, define man and, and his value in another way, which was not the... The, the, the fixed and uh, contented uh, manner that of, of previous definitions. I don't know. Now, we find the fascination or attraction or of involvement with death, um, even in primitive cultures, um, where human sacrifice was a practice of ancient religions from Mexico to the Middle East, basically everywhere around the world. How would these philosophers view that practice? Um, I think you are uh, thinking of uh, Georges Bataille, Georges Bataille, who was the first who related to Kojev's uh, teaching. And what I have to specify is that um, actually Hegel himself, the young Hegel, um, was in favor of suicide. I mean, he was um, uh, proning... Uh, um, uh, violence, wars, and and uh, this face to face with death, because uh, that's uh, the proof of the um, uh, of the value of man, of the uh, singularity of man. But then, when uh, when uh, Hegel wrote the phenomenology of uh, of the spirit, then 
um, he realized that if man has to die to reach, in order to reach himself, to reach the consciousness of being a man of his human of his humanity. So if he dies at the very moment uh, he grasps the understanding and the consciousness of uh, himself, so you you lose the game. So Hegel himself uh, like uh, back down and and had to to think it uh, over again. And that's why he, he introduced the dialectics of the, the master and the slave. And, uh, a way not to go straight, uh, straight to death. The Hegelian hero doesn't die. Um, he, he, he risks his, his life to a certain point and then he, move back, he moves back. And uh, all the followers of uh, Kozhev's uh, seminar, they just, as, as if they were so sensitive to, to the, the, the feverish uh, description of, uh, of Kozhev, this passionate um, understanding of uh, negativity of uh, man, the beauty of the man risking uh, his life, that they thought that Hegel, um, Hegel was uh, was afraid, too much afraid that Hegel did not go his own way to the end, uh, to to the end of uh, his own logic, and they decided. We want to go further than uh, than Hegel, um, and um, Georges Bataille the first said, "Okay, what is our problem? We want men to die and live at the same time. I mean, to be aware of himself while he is dying." And how can we do that? Because if, he's, if he dies, actually, he cannot realize that he is dying. Right. So that, uh, that's where the notion of sacrifice enters. When you sacrifice an animal, and we know that Georges Bataille even thought of sacrificing a man, but another one, not himself, of course. And um, <laughs> so, so through, through the sacrifice, you, you identified with the victim. In a way, you are there. It's, uh, it, it's not far from the, the Greek catharsis. But so you identified with the, with the victim and, and in a way you are dying through the sacrifice but then uh, but but you you remain a, a spectator you are just only uh, looking at the at the, at the show and um, so that was one of the, the, the his main answers to be close to death within uh, without um, uh, uh, trans- transgressing the limit, so that that will be the the right. 
yeah, it's always a central question that all all these great thinkers and uh, and writers that I uh, that I analyze. Um, certainly, with, with that, how, how can what are the other solutions? Um, like instead of the dialectics of uh, uh, of master and slave, which should bring you to recon- reconstructing the system, the synthesis of uh, um, <laughs> of spirit and, and matter. But to find other ways, right now, um, certain religions, current religions, not primitive ones, uh, ones that are still in the world, for example, Buddhism and to a lesser extent Christianity, concentrate a great deal of attention on suffering and its meaning. Um, how does that compare with the? focus on pain and anguish and death in contemporary French thought? Um, first of all, I think there, 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 are some, there is some similarity because I believe that this choice of maybe not as much as not uh, suffering as much as, uh, as death and negation itself, but um, this attitude goes back to to mythical um, uh, also beliefs and and to something which is uh, very deep in the in the human civilization. So uh, of course, uh, I know better the Christianity. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> it seems, it seems, no, it seems so sure. uh, so obvious that um, through literature, philosophy, they always relate to this image of a, a dead god. So the salvation comes from from death, you know, yes. from the crucifixion, and. Um, so there is a similarity. I, I would stress uh, uh, for the modern times more the, um, the need of expressing or expressing the the liberty of uh, the liberty of man. Something which you you cannot you can never um, you can never catch man. Like in in modern art or um, even in modern science, you cannot you cannot stop uh, this movement and and uh, and and reach exact uh, answer or, or or fix the the stream of consciousness of of life, and so. Um, so I believe that negativity is not a sign. is is not really a sign of longing for the abyss, but through the idea of the abyss, longing for for new countries, for for um, for. Uh, uh, um, 
a territory for somewhere where you are you are completely free uh, completely detached uh, uh, aloft and and mm-hmm. um, I un- I understand I understand and um, you also added uh, a source of uh, philosophy or a view of death that were not was is not from the French philosophers, and that is Kabbalah, a form of Jewish mysticism, uh, which seems to appeal to the postmodern mind. Talk about that, please, and about the Kabbalistic view of death. Uh-huh. Um, as I um if you if I made my my first point clear, so I I tried to discover first of all what was beneath uh, this the, the desire for death, and um, my answer was that uh, actually man is looking is searching an, an absolute exactly as you said, but. All the the forms of absolute which were proposed to him uh, could not fit because they they fitted like a, a 17th century uh, mind something which which was uh, which was too organized and um, so I so my idea was that. What the, the claim of this construction is is actually that metaphysics do not provide the answer. The the like Western world's history of uh, uh, of absolute of transcendence, and that that's why as uh, I was, I, I mean I was more familiar with. Uh, uh, with the Jewish tradition, I had this feeling that in Judaism in general, and in in uh, in Jewish Kabbalah especially, you have some kind of uh, other view uh, on uh, on the absolute. What is what in metaphysics? So it, maybe. Maybe the the modern mind had to reject everything altogether because uh, uh, life values absolute because the image they had of this this image was too stiff and closed. But maybe if you go somewhere else to look for um, other structures so you you might be able to separate the the longings the wish to transcend and um, the rejection of life the rejection of actual uh, transcendent of actual absolute and that's uh, why I went to I went to the Kabbalah because the Kabbalah, doesn't of, offer us uh, mainly this image of the sphere. When you reach 
nirvana, I would say, when you reach immobility and you can rest in, in, uh, in plenitude for the rest of your life or not life. But what, uh, does, what does Kabbalah say so, about so that? Kabbalah um, offers a, a kind of absolute a representation of what absolute is in terms of, of mobility, of fluidity, of uh, uncompleteness, uh, uh, something which is always unfinished. So there are two main um, representations uh, um, of, uh, of, of the emanation, like the, of, of creation. At the beginning, like uh, uh, the genesis, ontological genesis of of world, of the world. So the one um, one structure is actually the circular one, as we have in the Western world, uh, which is uh, represented by circles. You have all the the spherots, like the ten basic emanations which uh, created the, the world, the worlds, those, these 10 basic emanations are circular, a circle within a circle within a circle. But actually, the Kabbalah, Kabbalah thought, Kabbalic thought doesn't stop there. You have a, a second configuration, a second uh, structure, which is the structure of the straight line, and as if, as if within, in the center of these basic circles, there is a upsurge of, of something completely different, which is straight and goes straight on into the infinite. So. It, it, when uh, when Levinas speaks of totality and infinity, although he was very reluctant <laughs> about Kabbalah, but it describes these these two uh, these two figures: one of the circles, which would be totality, which is exactly what the the, the modern man uh, cannot bear, and the other one is. Is a straight line, so there is a direction, there is a, um, a, a going further, but a never-ending line. Uh, um, you, you never stop. There is a, um, there is no limit, and uh, so we we should elaborate more. But uh, um, so, so the, the first idea was that you have a kind of representation of the absolute which is in itself uh, uh, dynamic in itself never uh, graspable n- never defined uh, uh, that, that that's very up. that's very interesting and uh, uh, and worth deep study uh, and it's a very hard thing to articulate I give you credit for trying to because mysticism, is uh, is about the ineffable, so the words are hard to uh, to uh, to use when it's something ineffable. 
yes, but still, it's it's very logical and very structured. I mean, uh, and 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 when you have these central ideas, to, when and you read the text, and and you see that everything gets organized around this uh, this main idea. It, it, it's very mathematical, uh, Kabbalah. You know, it's uh, uh, it's mystic, but but it's uh, it, it's arithmetic uh, at the same time. Yes, many many have agreed that math, physics, and mysticism uh, have yeah. some things in common. Uh-huh. Uh, what what are your thoughts about the kind of society? that results from or is characterized by an obsession with death? Um, of course, I come, as I come from uh, the Jewish uh, tradition, I believe in life. So um, if my theory is not true, um, no, if my theory is true, so uh, all these people do believe in life and they are their love for life their passion for life is so great that it cannot be satisfied uh, with uh, everyday ordinary uh, ordinary life so in a way in a way, this is uh, they they push forwards uh, or long for something better and greater and more authentic. Um, they are fed of uh, lies, of illusions, delusions. But uh, if I'm wrong, uh, so this is a very decadent uh, uh, civilization. And uh, there is a, a break, break between between the, the culture of life and the, and the culture of uh, death. I actually I do not really believe in this uh, longing uh, longing for for the abyss because I I know where they are coming from. I, I'm thinking, especially I'm um, trying to, to say that in my chapter on, uh, on Derrida, because I think in, in Derrida, this, uh, this gap is especially uh, sensible, that on the one hand, on the one hand, in hand, hand, on one hand, he, he he really wants to go further and further and and never to to stop uh, before any obstacle and if we have to lose everything let us lose everything and and, and you hear this is really this uh, this fervor this and enthusiasm for for the for nothingness which which covers a, a longing for the for the absolute for the for for the great ideas. On the other on the other hand, um, 
as he he was the one who transferred the whole problematics uh, in terms of language, text, instead of uh, 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 and semiotics, instead of losing your life or risking your existing life, actual life, you are risking the meaning of the text. So I feel as a as a child of of the generation who escaped the the Shoah. So I feel it's it's a little bit tricky. So so in a way, it was their way to express their ideal and and. All their, their longing, all, all what they were missing, and and hoping for more and better, but on the other way, they felt secure. I mean, they didn't really um, want to to die. They were not ready to die. They were ready to kill the text, and uh, right. it's more comfortable. Finally, Betty, we are in the midst of a global pandemic today with, so far, over a million deaths worldwide just in the past year, this calendar year, which isn't over yet. Can one turn to French philosophy to help cope, understand, live with this situation? I don't know if they will give answers, but they they offer questions because we are trapped in this confinement, and uh, we we feel on our flesh what is uh, uh, to be in a cage, to be to be closed, to, uh, not to be able to be ourselves. So, so that part. Uh, they would express uh, it like in the most uh, marvelous uh, way. On the other hand, also, um, um, I think they they would help us not not to 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 prefer death, but help us to ask the the basic, real, authentic questions. I, and I believe that Corona uh, has uh, the COVID uh, has uh, this effect on everybody uh, in, in everywhere on the planet. That they uh, COVID brings us to to ask ourselves what is man, uh, what is really important. What are we living for? And if if we cannot actually realize everything or, or do what we wanted, what remains to us? That's Beckett. Uh, that was Beckett, Samuel Beckett's uh, big question. What remains when um, we are deprived of all what makes our everyday life all? Of all our pleasures, what is what are the basic values of man? What is the definition of a man being a man? Which is exactly the question of uh, Kojev. Yes, that that is the question. 
Well, Betty, you've given us a lot to think about on a very challenging subject. Thank you for your important work and for being on the show today. And thanks to our researcher, Bela Pasikoff. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye, and, and thank you for letting me practicing my English. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye.